This podcast is part of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts, visit red5network.com. Do you like sci-fi, fantasy, action, adventure, and comic books? Then you've come to the right place for your weekly dose of anything and everything geek. So strap in and let's get this show on the road. Welcome to the Science Fictionary Podcast. Welcome back, sci-fi fans, to another episode of the Science Fictionary Podcast. I'm Andrew. I'm here tonight with David. Hello. And Marisha. How's it going? And we are going to jump back into uh, our pillars, not pillars, not pillars. We're going to jump back into our Mount Rushmore series now that we've wrapped wrapped up Tolkien month and... Month and a half. Month and a half (laughs) and that we've wrapped up uh, our last pillar series, which that episode will is out now. If you can go back and catch the entire pillars of adventure, including our last episode that we recorded with Nick, uh, the Backyard Tardis, um, where he gave us a whole bunch of awesome entries that we didn't have on our list. So um, definitely go check that out. And posters, just like with the other entries into the Pillars series will be coming soon. Um, so kind of tonight, one of the ones that we kind of, if this started as a joke <laughs> at some point during Tolkien month was somebody made a, a, a jab about, about MacGuffins. And I said something about the Mount Rushmore of MacGuffins, which was just funny because right. envisioning like the Mount Rushmore with these like, Items weird, <laughs> um, but MacGuffins are the, like the whole idea of a MacGuffin. It's it's interesting. There's a lot of there's several schools of thought on how MacGuffins should or shouldn't work in a story, and um, it, it really kind of goes back. It, it wasn't Alfred Hitchcock that that coined the term, but it was Alfred Hitchcock who really developed the first kind of school of thought on what what a MacGuffin is. And mm-hmm. um, in a lecture at Columbia University in New York in 1939, Alfred Hitchcock said, it might be a Scottish name taken from a story about two men on a train. One man says, what's that package up there in the baggage rack? And the other answers, oh, that's a MacGuffin. The first one asks, what's a MacGuffin? Well, the other man says, it's an apparatus for trapping lines in the Scottish Highlands. The first man says, but there are no lines in the Scottish Highlands. And the other one answers, well, then, that's no MacGuffin. So you see that a MacGuffin is actually nothing at all. And it's this whole idea and this whole school of thought of... It's completely interchangeable. But does it does it matter? Like, does mm-hmm. the MacGuffin matter? And I'm sure we're going to talk about some items tonight that are actually kind of almost parodies of what a MacGuffin is. Mm-hmm. And there's... Um, you know, George Lucas yeah. actually said, you know, Alfred Hitchcock basically said the audience doesn't care mm-hmm. uh, about the MacGuffin. Like, it, it's, it's, or the audience shouldn't care. Right. And then, it's just, right. A, it's just a mechanism for telling a story. Right. But 1977, along comes George Lucas and says, no, no, the audience should definitely care mm-hmm. about the MacGuffin. And he made R2-D2 his MacGuffin for yeah. the first Star Wars film. 
And, you know, R2 is a character. I mean, in a lot of ways, one of the most important characters and most beloved characters. And yes, you created this MacGuffin that the audience definitely cares about. So, you know, and it's, it's also interesting. It's a MacGuffin can be a person. It can be, a, it can be a location. It can be a thing. It can, it can just be, be a an, word, a word. It can just be an idea. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It just has to drive the story. Right. It, it, it's a plot device. It has to be the thing that people fixate on. Right. And I think it's super interesting to hear those different interpretations because you start talking about like what Alfred Hitchcock says, and I'm like, well, no, but I actually do care about a lot of these. Mm-hmm. But then there's a lot that I don't care about. It just depends on how you're telling your story, and I think that either one can work. What right. a what a MacGuffin is, it still it still can still fit that. And a MacGuffin isn't necessarily. I've heard it referred to as like almost a bad thing to have in a story like mm-hmm. you're a bad writer if you have to use a MacGuffin to drive the story but i 100 percent disagree with that mm-hmm. especially when you expand the definition of MacGuffin, you can kind of point to anything mm-hmm. like if you really expand it you could say that a gun like just that a random guy is shooting is a MacGuffin because it's a device that he used to kill somebody that pushed the plot forward like if you really want to get like that right but obviously it is a specific thing that like the plot kind of revolves around yeah. right well and kind of and what a mcguffin is has continued to evolve and and yes i i've also heard that well if you have to put a mcguffin have a mcguffin then you're just not a very good writer and it's like some of the greatest writers of all time mm-hmm. have built their stories around these mcguffins i mean yeah. we talk all the time about J.R. tolkien mm-hmm. who built lord of the rings about around that ring it's all about that ring everybody wants it Mm-hmm. Everybody needs it. Right. Yeah. And a MacGuffin can be a goal. And that's the thing. Like sometimes it's so weird because you can have MacGuffins that aren't goals, but are, and, but then you can have MacGuffins that are goals. And then you can have goals that are MacGuffins, but then you can have goals that aren't MacGuffins. <laughs> right. Like right. you could have a, if a, if one character wants that, then I don't think it's a MacGuffin because it's just one character's driving motivation. But if like every character in the story is trying to get it, mm-hmm. then it is a MacGuffin. Cause it's driving. It's, it's, it's so flimsy what it really is. But, what's really funny about MacGuffins though is when you see it, you see it. Yeah. Like when you know it's a MacGuffin, you know, it's a MacGuffin. It's hard to define. It's hard to talk about in the way that we're trying to right now. But when you're watching a movie or you're reading a story and you see a MacGuffin, Mm -hmm. you know, it's a MacGuffin. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times, you know, the whole idea of writing a story without a MacGuffin, it's like, can you though? Like, I mean, sure. Sometimes there might be, yeah, sure, certain certain types yeah. of movies, but I mean, almost invariably, then you wind up with a three-hour wind- play about a homeless man who sits on a corner and talks about nothing. Right. It's like you know the the MacGuffin, whether that was your intended plot device or not, it often occurs in the story. Mm-hmm. If especially-, especially when you start sort of like expanding what you would even classify as a MacGuffin, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um. So. Um, kind of as a refresher, here's the way this works. So Mount Rushmore, we're going to choose four items, or more accurately, there's three of us here tonight, so we're probably going to choose three items, one each. We might agree on a fourth, <coughs> but generally the way that works is that we're going to put that fourth item 
up for vote on our Twitter account. And we'll pick four things that you can vote on yeah. to so, make that fourth slot. Right. The other thing that we will do, a uh, suggestion from a fan that we started doing a couple of these back, is that we will probably pick one, you know, kind of always, there's always the talk of putting that fifth head on the mountain. Mm-hmm. Uh, and who should it be? If if they're going to put another one up at some point in the future, so what like, is the up and coming right pillar so so that's what we we do with that fifth spot it's not necessarily that we put the fifth like it's not necessarily doesn't necessarily become our top five what it becomes is our top four and then one that we think is one that looking back 10 years 20 years down the road that you have to put that one on it will stand the test of time Mm -hmm. and um there's actually a few really, really strong contenders in that category as well. Yeah. All right. So let's just kick it off. Uh, who wants to go first? I'd be happy to. Uh, so this one is one that I didn't necessarily have like a personal connection with, but I just, I didn't even instantly think of it to be honest. But then when I started doing some more research, I, I realized that this is obviously needs to be on here. And that is Rosebud. Whether it be the word being whispered or the actual sled itself from Citizen Kane. Right. Mm -hmm. Often considered the greatest film of all time by many, many people. It's all about finding out what Rosebud is mean what Rosebud means. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, the last words of a dying man. Right. So like you got the word there, like Rosebud, and then you you know, the character's like Rosebud, like he just He's, that's what's driving him. Like, what is Rosebud? What is this word? What does this mean? And then you do discover it actually is a physical object, uh, his his sled. So that's interesting because it's like two different things. Like, mm-hmm. it's a word, but also the object, which I think is kind of fun. It's 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 almost a red herring that that concept, you know, sends him on this well, you know, goose chase and and all kinds of different directions. And turns out it's very pedestrian kind of uh, yeah that's a that's a big one that's you know kind of one of the very classic uh entries and of course you know citizen kane's a great movie um some people like that movie a whole lot um i always have trouble putting citizen kane up there in that like best movie of all time category but it's uh it's a lot of people do yeah well and i think it's one of those that was considered the best movie of all time for a long time for a long time yeah. and so you know, it's kind of hard to unseat, like, you know, you're going to say, you know, uh, George Washington is the, or Abraham Lincoln is the best president ever. Well, I mean, like somebody else might run for that, but how, how are you going to challenge the, the icon, right? Uh, the iconic status, you know? Right. So, yeah, no, that's a, that's a really good one. That's um, one that was definitely on my list. Marisha, what are you what are you gonna put on for your your first one? Okay, so since I've only got one, I'm going for the low hanging fruit. It's got to be the Ark of the Covenant. I mean, is there any greater MacGuffin in cinema than the Ark of the Covenant and Raiders of the Lost Ark? Maybe. I mean, but maybe, maybe not. <laughs> in an all around classic movie with a much much broader audience than something like Citizen Kane. Yeah. Um, a movie that 
has stood the test of time. It portrays one of the most widely sought real life right. treasures of all time. So exactly. it's one that we talked about this with Roe the other day. It's one that we can like relate to in some way because people have been looking for this for over a thousand years. The thing is, it's a MacGuffin of a lot of people's lives. Right. You know, in, in some right. ways. There are literally archaeologists who spend their entire lives mm-hmm. looking for that item. There and, were people who went to war yep. looking for that item. Yep. Um, it, it's, But then you take it, put it in Raiders of the Lost Ark, one of the great adventure movies of all time. Uh, one of the best Spielberg movies of all time. Yep. Um, you know, and I think it's important to have your, in, in a list like this, I think it's important to have your early kind of trendsetters for lack of a better word um you know like citizen kane um but then there's also just the fact that everyone's seen raiders of the lost ark mm-hmm. you know it's probably one of the most instantly recognizable MacGuffins to people who don't study film as an art form but who just consume it as a commodity yeah. Um, David, you got any thoughts on the Ark of the Covenant? It's definitely on my list. Uh, yeah, it's it's one of the first ones that came to mind for me. Uh, there are some great MacGuffins in the Indiana Jones franchise. <coughs> yeah. Um, <coughs> but the biggest one, the best one, was still the first one, the Ark of the covenant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Um, man, I should have gone first. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, so there are so many great MacGuffins. Uh, the Maltese Falcon is a huge one mm-hmm. from classic cinema. Mm-hmm. Um, you've of course got the um, one of. The most famous, of course, is is the the briefcase from Pulp Fiction. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, which is is one that's it's really interesting because it's basically a commentary on MacGuffins. That's what that movie is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we um, never know, find out what actually is in the briefcase, right? Um, and it's because it's it's right. It's completely inconsequential to how the story ends. And that's it's, a commonly riffed on one too, like the idea of like what's in the bag or what's in the box, what's in the briefcase, what's like in that's, its pockets is right. What's in its pockets is yeah. Uh, but that one's been done a lot in like TV shows, and you know that's when a yeah. theme you see recurring a lot. Right. Well, I mean, it's one of the most. I mean, Pulp Fiction is an enormously huge piece of pop culture. Um, so of course that briefcase is a huge pop culture touchstone, right? But yeah, it, it's this. We never find out what's in it. Um, no. And it's and and, you, and there's a lot of others. I mean, uh, like you said, you can pull anything from Indiana Jones, right? And I'm really having a hard time deciding which one. And honestly. I think that the one I'm going to go with is the one my gut's telling me to go with, both both because it's a different type of movie than what we already have on the list, which I, I think that that's one of the fairest ways to split this, is to mm-hmm. vary the types of movies. Mm-hmm. The only thing is, it's another object. 
mm-hmm. um, where you know there are occasions of things other than objects being a MacGuffin. Of course, like you had Rose Private Blood, Ryan, which, right? Like people, like you yeah, have Private Ryan, yeah, or, Private Ryan, uh, Doug from The Hangover, or <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> um, th- there are lots of other things, but in in the spirit of putting a totally different type of movie and one of my favorite movies of all time on this list, I'm going with Monty Python and the Holy Grail. The Holy Grail. It did it. it, it, You know, the Holy Grail, it's again one of those real-world items. People have been looking for it forever, whether it ever really existed or not. And people have... There's been countless movies done about it. They did it in Indiana Jones... Mm -hmm. But I think you can make a really good argument that no movie ever did it in a more interesting way than the Monty Python crew did. Yeah, never never got that Holy Grail, did he? (laughs) Well, you know, and the thing Uh, about the Holy Grail is, like, it is the quintessential original MacGuffin in storytelling. Yeah. Not just in movies, but, like, it is the well, MacGuffin in medieval literature. You, right. You go all the way back to the early Arthurian story. Yeah. And mm-hmm. You're talking about the, the Grail. I think it's fair to pull from Monty Python and the Holy Grail uh, for like the entry specifically. But I think the Holy Grail belongs on there just because I think it's different from the other ones as it's not just used in Monty Python. It right. is used... Mm-hmm. In it's, hundreds of stories. It's literally mm-hmm. the MacGuffin, right? Because right. it's the one that yeah. we compare all other MacGuffins to. It's the one that we say, well, that's mm-hmm. the holy grail of this, or that's mm-hmm. the holy grail of that. It's mm-hmm. it's like the quintessential MacGuffin. Mm-hmm. It's the holy grail of MacGuffin. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> See what I did there? That's a, You got very meta that actually, there. That makes a great point. The fact that that... that, that metaphor exists mm-hmm. or simile because it's it is the holy so it says is so that's simile my mm-hmm. my seventh grade english is kicking in <laughs> uh the fact that that that, that phrase exists mm-hmm. is proof that it should be on this list i mean nobody's saying it's the rosebud of <laughs> something yeah right? right right uh but yeah the fact that people say it's the holy Gra- yeah I, I definitely support that. It's a hard choice to pick this one, though, because mm-hmm. there are so many. I'm sure about to go through them all. And we got we got to figure out what four to put on a poll. Yeah. Ugh. So, for starters, and we might actually have to have to do a a round. We might actually have to do a tournament. Yeah. Of MacGuffins, we might have That'd to because be we can only run four on a poll. We might have to run more than one poll. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, maybe run two polls and then take the winners. Take, take the winners and yeah, run them against each other. Yeah. So, um, before we pick those last few, let's talk about the up and comers. Hmm. Yeah, uh, I've got a. I think I've got a pretty strong contender there. All right, what you got? Uh, the Infinity Stones. That, that was going to yeah. be my selection. Yeah. Um. The Tesseract itself served as a, a MacGuffin for a good while in the mm-hmm. MCU. Yeah. But then once it started ex- introducing all of the others, I think it's fair to say just the Infinity Stones. Mm-hmm. I thought about the Infinity Gauntlet, but the Gauntlet itself wasn't really like a big deal, except right. for in Endgame. 
Right. But even then, in Endgame, actually, you know what? No, it wasn't because Iron Man just made one. Right. So the gauntlet itself was not something that was a big deal. Thanos, like, got it off screen. Mm-hmm. Or he walked up at the end of an end credit scene, grabbed it, and said, really, it's the Infinity Stones. That's the quest. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody's trying to get them to either do horrible things or prevent horrible things, even though right. the person doing the horrible things thinks it's a good thing. But you get my point. Right, yeah. Um, extremely powerful. What I like about that MacGuffin is that it is actually used like it is a force that is used to do things mm-hmm. a lot in yep. that franchise. Yeah. Which I think is really interesting and really cool. I mean, yeah, the arc, the arc of the covenant melts the Nazis, but like that wasn't like, that was like a, it did that once mm-hmm. at the end of the movie, near the end of the movie. Right. Like right. it's not like a, like a constant, like, active thing that's going on while well, the mm-hmm. infinity stones are constantly used to to do things yeah especially as is the series kind of wound down mm. well right but i mean really like they built the entire like 12 years of movies mm-hmm. uh, over 20 films mm-hmm. around what really is a singular mcguffin mm-hmm all the pieces mm-hmm. of the MacGuffin. Right. Yeah, the Infinity Stones. Are there any other contenders for this slot, though? I, it kind of depends on how far back you want to go. And how much right. we would talk about being... You know, in in literature, I would say that this is like... If we were talking MacGuffins in literature, you have to put the One Ring on the list. Yeah. In cinema, yeah. it's relatively new. It's still, tw- but still over 20 years old. Right. But I mean, like the idea of the Infinity Stones is getting pretty darn close. Yeah. Like, I mean, we're but, almost but at we didn't 15 see the But we didn't see the Infinity Saga wind up until really recently, though. True. I mean, we saw the Lord of the Rings wind, wind up a long time ago. I mean, I, I think that there are some other ones out there. But I'm just going to say that I, I think that was at the top of my list. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know in modern cinema, like if we're going to say, and, and modern is the wrong word, but if we're going to say Recent. cinema of this decade, yeah, it's the Infinity mm. Stones. Yeah, I think so. 100% this. The furthest, I, I think, when, when did, when did, uh, this is not going to get it, but I just want to shout it out. When did... National Treasure come out. 2006-ish? Something like that. You got the Declaration of Independence. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Is a fun one. Um, Relatively new. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of it. Because anything before that, that I'm looking at on the list, I'm just like, I would not call that. Like, anything other, anything that came before that, I want to put on the poll Right. To maybe be on the actual list. You know? like, like I think I think I think the one ring and Private Ryan, you know, probably just need to be on the contender list. Yeah, I think they're only up at this point. Um, maybe maybe if you talked Pirates of the Caribbean, um, the, the the gold, the missing gold coin, mm-hmm. yeah, the curse, the curse, the curse itself, the, right? Yeah. So you know, there are some others, but I I just there's nothing. That I think you can put up there with with the Infinity Bucky. Stone, Bucky, Bucky himself. 
That's funny. Being yeah. a MacGuffin. But yeah, no, the Infinity Stones, for sure. So then the question is, what gets the fourth slot? Well, the fourth slot. So here's kind of where I'm leaning on that, is that it's such a big list. Let's just name off the ones that we think are important enough to be considered, and we'll see how many we have. Okay. And uh, I'll start the list off with the Maltese Falcon. Okay. Fair. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll throw out the rug from the Big Lebowski. Yeah. The Big Lebowski's rug. You've got the letters of transit from Casablanca. And the interesting thing about about the letters of transit is, like, you could, compl- like, I had completely forgotten that was even a thing. Like, you forget why they're even there. It's all about the drama that's going on, you know, here and between these people. Mm-hmm. You completely even forget that there's a reason that they're there, that there's something that they're after. Right. Um, which is a very old school kind of MacGuffin, I think. Like, you get to the end and you're like, and what was the thing they were after? You know, I don't even remember. <laughs> oh, yeah. Which was a mistake you would never make with, say, the One Ring. Yeah. And you could argue that that's bad storytelling, or you could argue that that's good storytelling, because like Alfred Hitchcock said, mm-hmm. the MacGuffin doesn't matter. They shouldn't care. It's, you know, so. I think in some ways it's kind of a, in some ways I think things like the MCU have kind of spoiled the ability to tell stories like Casablanca, because people are like, wait, no, must overanalyze and find all the, you know, connections and the, you can never just be like, and it just exists for the sake of the story, move on. You know, we mm-hmm. have to have all of the details. We want all the details to fit and work and be plausible. Yeah. Um, so I will, but, I'll, I'll say next, I'll put on the briefcase from Pulp Fiction. Yeah, I think that that's good. I'd also like, I think even though this is cinema and not literature, I think the movies are big enough. I think we should put the, the one ring Wondering. Yeah, I, I think I think it has to be on there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Marisha. I mean, I feel like Private Ryan kind of needs to be on there. That's one of the most. I mean, one of the biggest yeah, epics kind of. of I mean, that movie was such a cultural touchstone, and I remember the first time yeah. I saw it, I was like, "Wait!" Like, I felt like Private Ryan was a real letdown, which I think was the point, because. The, mm-hmm. the point is 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 the search for him, not the the him actually that you find. Yeah, it's the it's the journey along the way. Mm-hmm. You know, I actually read yeah. that when they 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 made all the the actors go to boot camp, uh, except for Matt Damon. They didn't make Matt Damon go because they wanted everyone to hate him. <laughs> they felt like it would That's it would translate funny. well for the purposes of of the movie. <laughs> Isn't that great? Yeah. That's really uh, funny. But yeah, no, he, Private Ryan was on my list. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'll put uh, R2 or the Death Star plans. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was going to be my next one. The R2, uh, the, the, the Death Star plans. And I'm looking and I'm pretty happy with that. Unless I have one more. And I, I'm, this is like I'm kind of iffy on if this, is, if this is a MacGuffin or not. I don't know. I don't think it is, but for some reason I was feeling like it is. The and because we we wanted 
you know, we were talking about Alfred Hitchcock. That's what's the biggest Alfred Hitchcock thing that I could think of. And, and what came to mind was the mother from psycho. Ooh. Hmm. But is that a MacGuffin? I don't know. I mean, like, I saw the, the envelope full of cash thrown out as a MacGuffin from ooh. psycho. You know what? That's a better one. Yeah. What was that? The $40,000 in an envelope. So. Yeah, because she steals it to go, and that's what gets. That's when she goes on the run. That's how she ends up at the Bates Motel in the first place, and and kind of kickstarts the whole story. One that probably I'm not going to put it on this list because it's too new, and one we should have mentioned in the fifth spot category was the uh, Heart of Tafiti from Moana. In the oh, spirit yeah. of talking about something animated. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's good. That's a good one, just from mentioning for the new list. Speaking, mm-hmm. oh, I, I'm not gonna put on this one, but just in terms of like new stuff, uh, John Wick's dog. You know, I did think about John Wick's dog, um, and, and yeah, I think I think that it might apply, or a vengeance for John Wick's dog at least. At least in terms of talking about the new one, mm-hmm. uh, that's a, just a fun shout out to that. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, I don't know. That's I can't. Do any other MacGuffins come to mind for you guys that we could put on the poll? Um. So there was another one here that I was looking at, and, and uh, um, I was trying to think of something animated. Hmm. Um, El Dorado. Search for El Dorado. What about the genie's lamp? Ooh, that's I good. do like that. Yeah, because it's it's the the thing, it's the quest, it's the linchpin. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah. Uh, what about the Pizza Planet truck from Toy Story? <laughs> the Pizza Planet truck. Uh-huh. Wow. <laughs> I'm just kind of joking about that one, but. I don't know. Um, it doesn't apply to the whole, to enough of the movie, I think. It, it's, no, nah, no, nah, not a Pizza Planet truck. What about the Heart of the Ocean jewel from Titanic? Ooh. Oh, that's good. Yeah, it's a good one, too. I remember the first time I saw Titanic, I was appalled when she chucked that thing into the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> See, I mean, because the thing is, like, growing up, like, money was always in short supply. And I was like, do you realize you could have bought a house with that? You could feed a family in a third world country for a year with that damn necklace that you just threw in the ocean. Yeah. Something that always bothers me is how Bill Paxson just starts laughing. (laughs) It's like, no, that's not at all what he would do. No. You'd be like, dude, what the hell? Yeah. Oh, what about the mask? I was wondering. I was kind of thinking about the mask, and I was trying to figure out how it applied as a MacGuffin, but I I guess it does. I think it's a MacGuffin. Okay. We don't have to put it on the pole, though. It's the thing that makes you carry it. Okay, so here's where we're at. We've got the Maltese Falcon, uh, the Mm -hmm. Big Lebowski's Rug, uh, Letters of Transit from Casablanca, uh, Pulp Fiction's Briefcase. We've got the One Ring. We've got Private Ryan, 
We've got the Death Star plans. We've got the $40,000 in cash from Psycho. We've got John mm. Wick's dog, the lamp from Aladdin, the heart of the ocean from Titanic, which that would give us three poles. Um, it's four so, each and three on one. Huh? That's 12. That's, that's 12. Oh, that's 12. Okay, that's 12 items. Okay. So, well, we have the mask. So, okay. so is the mask our last one? I don't really have anything else. Um, okay. For that last spot. So I'm fine with the mask. Uh, Because I, I was basically like, if we can't come up with a 12th, I'm going to put Doug from The Hangover on here. Yeah, Doug. Or what about this? I'm, I didn't come up with this one on my own. Now I'm just looking through lists of like Beth McGuffins. This is interesting. What about the Horcruxes from Harry Potter? Yeah, that's probably. That, that could be there or that could be. You could argue that that's just in contention for the newest slot for the new slot for the fifth slot alongside the infinity stones. Yeah. So here's the other question. We did put the infinity stones. The more I think about it, it's like, it's kind of like that. It's an instant classic. It's like, is it, is, are the infinity stones already so big that we should put them in our poll? Maybe, except if we put them in the poll, then I don't know what else we put in the fifth slot. True. Okay, well, let's leave it there. That. And so we've got, as suggestions for this last entry, we've got Doug, The Mask, and Horcruxes from Harry Potter. Okay, so... And I think Horcruxes are good because, yes, those movies are, relatively speaking, newer, but they did wrap up years ago while Endgame... Like the Infinity Saga only wrapped up a couple years ago, and also they were books yeah. before they were movies, so they've kind of like in the cultural mindset been around yeah. for a while. It's true. Right? Which of course the Infinity Stones have been around for a long time in the comic books, but they were not nearly on the same level as what they are now from the movies. Right. Yeah. They're not even on the same level that the Horcruxes were in the books. Relatively speaking, you know right, what I mean? Right, yeah. Cool. Well, that's our list. Uh, if you're listening to this, be sure to run over to our Twitter page and find the poll before it ends to get your vote in on these. Uh, so we'll be putting up three polls and then we'll have to uh, give them a couple of days and then run a, a single poll to determine the winner here. But I think we got some good entries on here. I'm really, really curious to see which one's going to win. Although, again, given the dynamics of our, I'm almost, our Twitter group. I will be honest, I'm almost afraid to put the R2 or Death Star plans. I think you might should take it off. Otherwise, it's just going to win by virtue of being Star Wars. And all of our people are Star Wars people. That's, that's slowly changing. But um, we're getting a lot more general audience now. But but even if it, but here's the thing. If it does win, I think that, that, I mean, like. I wouldn't complain. No, that's. I think that's a fair thing. What's well, like? I mean, it, it's a pop. You know, Star Wars was a is, all, yeah. was and is a pop culture phenomenon. There's never been anything else like it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so if the MacGuffin from the first Star Wars movie were to win this poll, I'm not going to be upset with that. Yeah. Yeah. Is there a MacGuffin in Empire Strikes Back? Oh, an Empire. I'm just want, now. I'm just not unless out loud. Luke Skywalker is the MacGuffin that everybody's trying to get a hold of. <laughs> yeah, 
Um, That's actually a good point. Before we wrap up for the day, we did have one voicemail. Uh, Nick dropped by and left us a voicemail for something that he thought should be listed on our Mount Rushmore of MacGuffins, and I'm going to let him tell you about it. Hey, this is Nicholas with the Backyard Tardis. Uh, Looking forward to your episode on MacGuffins, and I'm sorry about the late reply, but I think probably the best MacGuffin in all movie history is the Sports Almanac from Back to the Future. It fits the definition of a MacGuffin perfectly because it's something that everybody is after. The whole plot depends upon it, but it's a nothing object. It could it could be replaced really with anything um, and, and still have the same impact, just that item from the future that gives the insider information, but it's just a magazine. And so to me, that is like the ultimate MacGuffin, and I really love that one. Looking forward to the podcast. Keep it up. All right. Well, I think that's going to do it. Uh, does anybody have anything they wanted to add about MacGuffins before we wrap up? About MacGuffins? I don't think so. So that's going to do it for this episode of the Science Fictionary Podcast. Marisha, until next time, where can people find you? You can find me on Instagram at princesses underscore and underscore Padawans, and I am P Padawans on Twitter. And David? You guys can find me at David underscore JG Peoples on Twitter. And don't forget to check out our YouTube channel, The Science Fictionary, on YouTube, of course. We do a lot of cool, fun stuff over there. We do some Marvel reviews, some live streams, uh, some trivia stuff. I've uh, been doing vlogs. Andrew posts Apex uh, game clips over there, Apex Legends game clips. It's a great channel. Definitely check it out. All right, and you can find me running the Twitter account for this show at Psy underscore Fictionary. You can find me hosting our other podcast, Coruscant Radio Underground. You can drop us a line at thesciencefictionary at gmail.com. And as always, we ask you to go over to red5network.com and check out all of the rest of the Red 5 podcast family, where there is truly a podcast for everyone. Until next time, choose wisely. 